This is the KFDM Morning Podcast from the most watched news team in Southeast Texas. Let's get you a look at your headlines this morning. Some Southeast Texans will be waking up without power this morning, coming off of yesterday's severe weather. Oh yeah, Jefferson County has 49 power outages, with Hardin County having 36. Now Orange County uh, hit the hardest with 520 outages. Tyler County with 139. Also taking a look at Intergy's outage map this morning. You can see there. You can always go look that up yourself, intergy.com slash their outage map. So that way you can zoom in just like we're doing here and look specifically at your county, maybe even your street or where you need to go today to figure out what's going on. And you can, of course, stay tuned to kfdm.com on air and online for any updates. A Port Arthur councilman says Acadian Ambulance is not living up to the agreement it reached with the city just a month ago. Yesterday's city council meeting revealed Acadian does not have any ambulances dedicated to the city of Port Arthur and the company is not meeting response times. Acadian representatives were at the council meeting but declined to talk to us about the issue. Acadian resumed service in Port Arthur December 6th after reaching a new contract agreement. According to Port Arthur Police Chief Greg Benson, between November 19th and December 19th, Acadian has been at level zero 57 times. Now that means when an ambulance was needed, Acadian did not have one available. In that same time frame, the city of Port Arthur's second ambulance service, City Ambulance Services, has only been at level zero four times. My major focus as a council member is to ensure that the Port Arthur citizens are getting this opportunity to get the ambulance service that they deserve. So uh, as, as long as I'm on council, I'm going to make sure that information is reported correctly. Self-reporting is something that companies have the luxury of doing. We did speak with the vice president of Port Arthur's second ambulance service, City Ambulance Service, to ask them if they would be able to be the city's sole provider. Uh, the vice president did assure us that they could do it. Well, another hot topic for Port Arthur Council members, Woodworth Boulevard and how much to spend on it. Port Arthur City Council is ready to approve spending another $7 million for a beautification project. Council had already set aside $7 million for the project to beautify Woodward, Woodworth Boulevard. Now that's on top of the original $7 million. Some citizens have raised questions about spending that amount on the project. I hear both sides. I mean, I have a lot of citizens want right. this project as, as well as the ones that have concerns about it. But our job as city leaders is to ensure that we beautify the great city of Port Arthur. We have bigger issues than doing Woodworth Boulevard. After you come down Woodworth Boulevard, you turn down Proctor. Do you know how many bumps and humps is on Proctor Street? Council will take a vote next week and appears to support the plan. We've learned the name of a man killed when he was ejected from his pickup truck. Port Arthur Police Chief Tim Duraso identified the man as 51-year-old James Robinson. He died early Sunday morning on Lake Arthur Drive. Robinson's body was found near his damaged truck. Chief Duraso says Robinson lived at the apartments near the site of the wreckage and was almost home when he crashed. Justice of the Peace Joseph Guillory II has ordered an autopsy. Six-shooter Eldie Ray captured this video for us. Another update this morning, we know the cause of a fire that damaged a home in Port Arthur. Fire Chief Gregory Benson telling KFDM a hot plate plugged into an extension cord for a light sparked the fire at about 10.30 yesterday morning on 12th Street. No one was hurt. James Ware shot this video at the scene for us. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas sent a strong message to Texas Governor Greg Abbott yesterday. 
Abbott has sent almost 100,000 migrants to northern states through a bus which was not approved by the federal government. Jordan Elder from our Sinclair affiliate KABB San Antonio got to speak with the secretary yesterday and he has this report from the border with the solutions the secretary is proposing instead. If the governor doesn't do that, what do you see as a solution for all the people that come here to places like Eagle Pass but don't want to stay here? What is important is for one state official to cooperate, to collaborate, and to communicate with other state officials. Though not calling him by name, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas laid into Governor Greg Abbott when we spoke Monday. We work best when we all work together to address a shared challenge. And the unilateral action, when one deliberately does not communicate and collaborate, wreaks havoc. Mayorkas has come under fire in recent months, with some saying he's not enforcing the nation's immigration laws. Meanwhile, Abbott is creating his own border policies. But the buoys, razor wire, and criminal charges for illegal entry have all landed him in court. So I, I can't speak to uh, litigation that is ongoing, uh, but it is a matter of ensuring that the laws of the United States are followed by all, and in this case, it is the assertion of the United States that the governor is not acting in accordance with federal law. We reached out to Abbott's office about these comments, but haven't heard back. Abbott has told us over and over that he has to do these things because the federal government won't. We asked Mayorkas what the government has tangibly done to help control the flow of migrants. We are delivering consequences. We are building safe mobility offices. We are working within a broken immigration system, and we need Congress to act. Right now, Mayorkas says it's Congress that has the power to create policies and supply funding. Reporting in Eagle Pass, I'm Jordan Elder. Well, it's something most of us never think about, but anyone who's homeless doesn't have an address. It poses challenges for those that hope to make the transition out of homelessness. Some other places hoping to change this by allowing the homeless to use its Henry's Place Day Shelter as their permanent address. This will allow homeless people to have an address for IDs and use the address to apply for benefits such as food stamps and housing. However, long wait lists make this transition difficult for some they're, they're waiting those two months or whatever it may be on the street there's there's not aware there's not somewhere for them to go and wait comfortably they go to beaumont um housing authority there is a pre-application so you're going to wait like maybe 30 days for someone to review that application and get back to you some other place was able to help rehouse around 100 people this past year. And now your daily forecast from the KFDM Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas from the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Here's a look at your forecast for Tuesday, January the 9th. And uh, skies are slowly starting to clear out, and that is helping the temperatures to drop just a little bit more as we head into the early morning hours. We'll also be looking for those winds to pick up again, helping to usher in some cooler air. So high temperatures today should be limited somewhat. We'll go with the lower to middle 50s across southeast Texas as we work our way through the day today. Northwesterly winds, once again, pretty gusty. We'll be looking for gusts up as high as 40 miles an hour across parts of southeast Texas. Good news is we are expecting to see plenty of sunshine. Now, as we work our way through the night tonight with clear skies and winds at 
will become much, much lighter. Temperatures should drop off again. Going to be a very cold start for Wednesday morning. We'll be looking for temperatures flirting with freezing in the triangle, and we'll look for some middle and upper 20s up into the lakes. We will see a little bit of cloud cover coming back tomorrow afternoon, and that is going to help... Uh, temperatures with a south wind warm up into the lower and middle 60s so temperatures getting a little bit warmer and that will be a trend that continues on into thursday as well we'll look for partly cloudy skies a little bit more cloud cover in the afternoon maybe a small 20 percent coverage of showers for thursday nothing to be overly concerned about south winds will stay a little on the breezy side averaging out over 20 miles an hour as temperatures on thursday will clock out at uh, the lower 70s so a very warm afternoon on thursday Thursday night into Friday, that's when we're going to see a little bit of a change. Uh, we'll see a few showers, certainly overnight Thursday into Friday as the cold front approaches. We'll look for an 80% coverage of showers for Friday morning, very early, maybe even out of here by the time we wake up. As we work through the day, winds will turn back around to the northwest, and we'll see some gusts and some sustained winds up over 30 miles an hour. So get ready for that. going to be a windy afternoon on Friday, but by the end of the afternoon, we should see plenty of sunshine. That brings us to the weekend where, again, we'll see temperatures hanging in the 50s, some 30s for lows both Saturday and Sunday morning. And then as we get ready to head into early next week, Martin Luther King Day on Monday, we'll see a chance of some showers and storms. A cold front pushes in, and that's going to keep our temperatures generally in the 40s for highs on Monday. And we'll continue to see a surge of some much, much colder air heading into southeast Texas for the middle part of next week. We could be looking at temperatures in the teens and 20s as we wake up on Tuesday morning. So recapping your forecast for today, beautiful start to the day. We're going to see plenty of sunshine. Temperatures should reach the 50s today, but those winds are going to be gusty. Look for some gusts up around 40 miles an hour this afternoon. Wind advisories once again in effect until 6 p.m. Don't forget, you can get your forecast anytime online at kfdm.com. You can follow us on social media or on Facebook and Instagram, and X. And don't forget to download our free weather app. It is available on your iOS and Android devices. From the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening and join us again tomorrow for the KFDM News Podcast.